So earlier this month at Podcast Movement, the largest podcasting conference in the world, I was amazed to see the likes of Spotify, Amazon, Mark Cuban, and his Fireside app, even brands like Jack Daniels talking about their own podcast. Podcasting is big business. And if you're still trying to figure out how to launch, grow, and or strategically use podcasts to grow your business, you'll want to listen into this next episode of the Maximize Your Social Influence podcast. Welcome to the Maximize Your Social Influence podcast with Neil Schaefer, where I help marketers, entrepreneurs, and business owners grow their businesses using innovative marketing techniques, leveraging the concept of digital influence throughout digital and social media. Hey everybody, Neil Schaefer here. Welcome to episode number 221. That's 221 of the Maximize Your Social Influence podcast. For those that don't know about me, I am Neil Schaefer and I help spark business growth through innovative, data-driven, and a digital-first approach to marketing. I do this by working with clients either one-to-one in my fractional CMO consulting service or in my digital-first group coaching membership community. Podcasting. You're listening to this podcast, so you're already converted. You know how powerful podcasts can be. Where else do you spend so much time intently focused on the voice and words of a single, or in the case of an interview, two people? And more and more businesses are realizing this power. I saw it firsthand at Podcast Movement, and I want to introduce you to someone who is a true expert on the subject. His name is Luis Diaz, and he is the founder and chief growth strategist of Podcast Domination, a company that helps podcasters with podcast management right from launching to growing and monetizing your podcast. Today, he joins us to share everything there is to know about how to launch a podcast and how to use it to grow your business. This one is one for the bookmarking. You'll want to come back to this if you are doing anything or want to do anything related to podcasting. So without further ado, here's my interview with Luis Diaz. All right, welcome to the Maximize Your Social Influence podcast. This is a podcast, but we're going to learn a heck of a lot about podcasting, but not like, oh, you need to do podcasting and podcasting so big and we got Clubhouse and all that. No, no, no. We're going to go really strategic. So those of you who haven't started your podcast, for whatever reason, you're not going to see it as a podcast. You're going to see it as a business tool. And I can't think of anyone else that is an expert on the subject. The name of his podcast, the name of his company is Podcast Domination. I think that says it all. Luis Diaz. Luis, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Neil. Thanks for having me on, man. I had a pleasure of having you on my podcast recently. So thank you for that. And uh, I'm pumped to be here because we're going to talk about some really niche stuff. Like you mentioned, it's not going to be the evangelizing of you should get in podcasting. It's like, no, let's strategically use this podcast to to drive more business and bring in the right kind of clients. Excellent, excellent. So yes, I was on Lewis's uh, podcast. We'll definitely put a link to that in the show notes. If you want to learn more about podcasting, specifically uh, podcast domination is one of, if not the best show out there. So make sure you, you check that out. So Lewis, so I think that 
a lot of my listeners, and hopefully you're either nodding or shaking your head, some of my listeners are podcasters, right? But I'm going to assume just in general, considering there's only like 1.x million podcasts that exist, I'm going to assume an overwhelming majority are not. On the other hand, most of my listeners probably have blogs and they're probably dabbling in social media and maybe they're doing some email marketing. They're probably not doing YouTube video. They're probably not doing podcasting. So let's start with, of all the choices from a business perspective, just the lay of the land, right? The landscape. Uh, I know you help businesses, entrepreneurs, experts, you know, launch and, and monetize their podcast. What do you see as the reason why more and more people that you work with are choosing podcasting as, as their preferred vehicle? I, I think it comes back to when I started 2016, in 2016 and the reason why like personally I had traction in this as opposed to blogging or other things that I was doing, it comes down to connection relationships. Nowadays, people are, consumers are way more skeptical. There's a lot more buyer's resistance because there's so many options and the people have been burned more than once by now. So for me, I look at podcasting strength and people have probably heard this before. It's the relationship you can build with somebody. Not only if you're just interviewing them, that's an easy one, but also just through how they listen or how they consume podcasts. It's usually in your ears. It's usually one-on-one. Not many people I know are listening to a podcast around a campfire just yet with with friends. So it's the relationship aspect that you can use to build with it. And, and we're going to go through some specific ways you can use it here that people may not have heard of. But for me, it's relationships. Yeah. And you know, I have experienced it when I launched my digital first group coaching membership community. I know a number of you listeners actually converted from my podcast, even though my website, my blog gets way more visitors on a daily basis than I get podcast downloads on a weekly basis. I know that they're converting because of that intimate relationship that you speak of. So some of it, it sort of sounds anecdotal, but there is some science. And once you start that podcast journey, you begin to see that that relationship and the benefits you achieve from that. And it's really interesting, you know, Lewis, I think you can also attest to the fact that more and more businesses, I think over the last 12 months, are really jumping in as well. Can you speak to that trend? I assume it's the same thing about building that <laughs> relationship, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's the thing where people have heard about it for years. They've seen it for years and now they're they're ready to kind of dip their foot in. There's a lot of hesitation around doing it right. And also the hesitation I've seen people come up with or just have in their mind is like, will anyone care to listen? But I do see more people coming in. I do see more bigger companies and brands using it, whether it's for internal communications with their companies or to externally promote what they're doing and share more about what they're doing in their industry. Yeah, and I think the biggest move, and this actually comes from an interview from my other podcast, the School of Influence podcast with Joe Polizzi that we did recently about HubSpot's huge moves, buying out podcasts and then launching their own network, which now includes Entrepreneurs on Fire, the Marketing Technology Pod, just a niche group of really, really high performing, really, really popular podcasts to create their own podcast network. So I think that really speaks to, we could talk about Spotify and Apple, but for the marketers that are listening, when you see HubSpot make that move, you know that, I mean, podcast is in the future, it's really here and now. But I wanna focus, now I started this podcast, for those of you listening, as like a content marketing tool. Like that that same, oh, I'm doing blogs, gotta do videos, gotta do podcasts. It really wasn't until like late 2019, right before the pandemic started, where I realized the inherent value in so many ways. 
And I think that's really what we want to focus on today. So stop thinking of just podcasts as the content marketing piece, but as the relationship building piece. And Lewis, I know you have a lot to say on this. So let's get started. You left off as it's about the relationship with the potential customer. But I think that you know there are more strategic ways of leveraging podcasts to build relationships. So let's start to go down, yeah. you know, take a walk down this street to like uncover this entire new area of value for yeah. our listeners and a really, really, if not the best reason to really start a podcast. Yeah, so the first way I'm gonna share is, is kind of anecdotal because I've seen clients do this, I've had clients do this, and it's using the podcast as almost like a bank of, of Q&A answers and ways to really take care of client or, or prospect objections. So about a couple, about a year ago, I had a client start to use his podcast. He, he started out really fast and did about 50 episodes in about three, four months. But then he started to take those podcast episodes. And when people were cold audiences or cold traffic would come to his website and fill out an application, if they weren't ready yet, he started to use those podcast episodes and say, and delay the sale and say, Hey, listen to a few of these. Cause I see you have some objections on your, you have some, some hesitations and some, some questions about what we do. Listen to these podcast episodes and then come back and see if we're a good fit. And he started to use his podcast as a way to handle objections and a way to build a relationship with value first without ever trying to ask for a sale to a cold prospect. You can do the same thing when you, if someone is in your messages on social media, on Instagram or Facebook, you can send them an episode it says, Hey, like, I know you had questions about this. Here's an episode that we talked about this exactly. This will help. This will kind of clear that up for you or give you some more, a little bit more confidence in kind of like what we do or how we do it. So the first thing you can use, start to use a podcast to, it's a strategic way for a client acquisition is to use it to handle client objections. Whether that's like you just saying to a prospect or you literally making an episode for a prospect. Like I've seen this where you make it one episode for one prospect um, who has a specific objection. You send them that link and say, hey, thought of you recently did this podcast with a episode about, you know, about XYZ. Check this out. And I think this will, this will answer a lot of questions. So that's the first way, um, going really narrow, looking at your prospects, what are the objections, and then having your, if it's a sales team or if it's you, a solopreneur, whoever is managing that process, getting them to use that to do the heavy lifting for you, to build the trust up front. That's a really cool, creative way of looking at it. Once again, you could do this with like a formal blog post or an FAQ section on your website, but it's the voice and especially you know, I'm thinking more and more towards salespeople. If you have salespeople that are really, yeah. or or you as the business owner are used to handling these objections on the phone, in person, what have you, it's just a natural extension to record that and then always be able to point back to that. And by the way, your podcast listeners will be able to hear that as well. So that's yeah. a really, really cool, uh, a cool way that I never thought of, but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 one of the things I give some people advice here. I say, if you want to do this, build a spreadsheet and then have all of your podcast episodes on there and then have a tag for each of them. Like this is like have a tag on the specific objection it handles so that you have a sales team, you can give them that spreadsheet or that Google doc and they can like literally in real time click and drag those specific episodes, you know, depending on whatever objection or question or you name it that the, uh, the prospect has. And what's really cool is that I suppose in the same way you could have expert interviews where the expert mm -hmm has handled that objection as well. So now it's not you saying it, but it's the expert in the industry that's Correct. saying it in an interview with you, which just gives you more credibility and makes Correct. that answer even more golden, I assume, right? Yeah, yeah, or a pro or even a client case study. Like I love to bring on clients and just have them share 
like I'll just shut up and let them let them talk about what their fears were initially or what they went through and how they came out on the other end. And that just helps as well, kind of like, you know, ease the process, make it simple. It's not you being pushy. It's you just saying, hey, here's what someone else said, or here's what the expert in the in the field said about, you know, this specific topic. Audio user generated content. Love it. We're tying into a lot of themes here that are really <laughs> prevalent today. And in fact, I'm thinking if you have these really short podcast episodes, obviously with a podcast episode in audio, you can sort of riff and go into a little bit more depth in, in a very mm -hmm. human way about handling that objection. You could also, you know, at the same time record like a video of yourself speaking and then you got yeah. short form video there, put some music behind it, boom, you got a reel, right? There's just mm -hmm. thinking audio first in terms of repurposing. So that's a really, 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 really clever idea. I'm curious, you mentioned there was another way and I want to share with you what I've done oh, with yeah, Amanda Russell on the School of Influence podcast as well. I think the second thing you're going to say is what we've done, but let's go to it. <laughs> cool, cool. So the second way, and this is like, this is going to be interviews, but interviews taken with a different, a different little bit of a more of a twist and a bit more strategy of long term after the interview goes. So the second way to really use a podcast as a, as a strategic marketing tool or client acquisition tool is to interview the people you want to work with or people that they know. Sometimes you can get to the person that you know that you want to work with, but you can get to their friend, you can get to their co-host, you can get to their, you know, one of their vendors or providers and start to build the relationship around them if you can get to them. But the, at the end of the day, let's just say you can get to the person you want to work with. You interview them. However, a lot of times I've heard people say, maybe you spend the next, the, the 10 minutes after the interview to pitch them or to, you know, figure out ways you can work with them. I'm kind of, I'm actually against that. My thing is I would ask them a question like, Hey, like who can I connect you with in this world? Or what is there, what can I do to help you? What is the, what's the thing you're working on or focus on right now? All right, and then you take the next two to four months figuring out how you can connect that person to someone else, another podcaster. How can you get in their world? How can you actually help them strategically? And you can build a spreadsheet. I, we had a client I worked, worked with once. We had a spreadsheet of every single person that had been on the podcast, what their wants and needs were. That way we could refer back to that list every week or every month and figure out how we can start to build that relationship with that person. It's a longer term sales process. This is something for like, if you have a biz dev team, you'd hand that list to them. And then they can actually help you execute and help you, you know, build that relationship with that client or prospect. But it's taking the long-term approach as, as opposed to getting them on the interview, pitching them and seeing how you can work with them after that. That just leaves a bad taste in their mouth. Yeah. You know, Lewis, I think this taps into this human, I don't know what it is, but there's something sexy about podcasting that if you don't have your own podcast, you don't realize it. But first of all, like a ton of people, and I'm sure Lewis for podcast domination, you probably have a ton of people that want to be on your podcast as a guest, right? I get these like all the time. On the flip side, when you reach out to people, a lot of times they're they're like honored, they're excited. They're like, yeah, sure, I'd love to, right? What What is it about that? I mean, how can you, I, I wish the listeners would understand that because then they would see that this is the key to developing relationships is if you yeah. have a podcast, it serves as, as this vehicle that says, we'd love to interview you. You're promoting them, but you're also building that relationship, right? Right, right, exactly. It just it's it's an automatic value proposition. Like they can automatically see the value for the most part, right? Um, especially if you've gone and done your homework. Let's just say you're trying to go after a, a big fish. You can you can be strategic in how you interview other people in their circle. Um, so it shows that you've actually had some other people that they know on the podcast. But the the podcast, when done right, it can show an inherent value. Like you're going to be putting on them on a platform 
where they can share their message. They can list, get you know listeners. They can get people kind of indoctrinated into what they do without any kind of hesitation or any kind of charge or anything like that. So it's an, the thing is you're building a platform to, to showcase them. Right. Um, and sometimes it takes hard, it takes longer to get them, get to that one person. This is why like looking at who else is in their circle or zone of influence, interviewing those people around them, then you can eventually say, Hey, I've had your friend on, I've had your cousin on, I've had <laughs> so-and-so on would love to have you on. So there's a bit more trust in that relationship already. Yeah, now this title of the podcast talks about, you know, using podcasting this way for a client acquisition tool. But the same concept, you know, I, I mentioned that the School of Influence I launched with Amanda Russell, she didn't have a platform, yet she wanted to be able to engage with marketing leaders. It's like, well, it's going to be a blog, it's going to be a YouTube channel, or it's going to be a podcast. But when you have the podcast of all those three mediums, it's the only one that's really focused on interviews. There are other types of podcasts, 50% of minor solo episodes, but a majority are interviews. So you can use that. It's really the only vehicle for relationship building of all the major content mediums where you can reach out to people and play on that. I've already interviewed so-and-so, or I really want to promote you to the audience. Uh, and it's been really effective uh, for, for Amanda and for us. And the other one I want to talk about, just going above what you said, Lewis, is I have an, a client who is really trying to focus on e-commerce marketers. And they are a, uh, I guess they're, they're a platform for e-commerce marketing. So they're using their podcast, I'm helping them really as a way to bring influencers, interview influencers, so that when people are talking about e-commerce marketing, they're part of the conversation, right? So that that is how strategic podcasting can be when you strategically look, as you said, as to who you interview. And that's really what it comes down to, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We can even take it a step further too, to add on to this little interview part for people who want to get really strategic and have the data and build a list, essentially a list of people they've interviewed who they can now reach out to or build value with or help in some other way. We do is we have an intake form basically a simple Google form that kind of asks some questions like, what's your number one skill? What's your address? We want to send you a gift in the, is there anyone else we can connect you with? Hey, if there's anything else, one of the questions we also ask is like, if there's anything else, you know, we sometimes have like private trainings for podcasts and helping people launch or grow. Would you like to be kept in the loop? So, so they say yes to that. Then what they do is they get added to my, one of my lists where we'll invite them when we're doing a private training for our clients and have them as a guest, a special guest. So we kind of like want to weave in different ways on the back end after the interview is over to continue to foster that relationship. So an intake form can do this. You can ask them questions around like if, if they're comfortable giving their address or their business address, you can send them a gift in the mail. That's an easy one. But yeah, there's a lot of ways like you're saying, Neil, to really build value for that person and for that relationship. Yeah, and it's really funny, Lewis, because I'm currently, I know it's been a long time coming, listeners, but my next book, Digital <laughs> First, and it's really a analog perspective on digital marketing, really around relationships, right? And it's really leveraging the digital for the analog. And this conversation is so appropriate, so relevant for that, because it really does come down to those relationships. So you can have a one-to-many broadcast of a podcast, or you can bring other people in the circle. And once you're in once they're in your circle, you can leverage. I love the idea of having sort of like a VIP list. I do that for like book reviewers, people that went out of their way to review the age of influence on Amazon. They're now part of this like VIP list, right? I also have my community. These are people that have, have paid, but you know, whenever I get offered like, you know, free tickets to an event or free access, I mean, they're the first people get it. So I love that, that concept of, of bringing new people, new VIP partners, influencers and offering value wherever you can. Lewis, I know that what you do over podcast domination, I'm realizing I got so excited about the subject with you that I, I didn't even like go into 
Tell us more about podcast domination. Tell us more about how you help podcasters because I know you do a lot of this stuff. I didn't even need to like introduce you as a credible source. I think people get that after listening, but I want to take a step back and sort of, (laughs) I know that you work with podcasters many, many different ways. What are, now that we've sort of opened up people's eyes to the potential, it's like, awesome. You know, maybe I'll launch the podcast. It'll be interview based and it'll just be strategic around those relationships, whether it's with customers, whether it's with influencers, whether it's with prospects, right? Right. Where do we go from there? Sure. So a, a quick, kind of a quick backstory of kind of an overview of what we do. Really, it's two kind of split up into two parts. So we do kind of done for you, just record it, send it, forget it, production for a lot of our clients. And then the other thing I'm really excited about now is we're helping existing established podcasters scale their podcast downloads with with ads and paid media. So we're really getting into that side and understanding, figuring out how to move the needle in a predictable consistent way month over month because we've seen i've been around this podcasting for five years and that's the number one question i get even more so than how to monetize it it's it's how to grow the podcast so we're excited we're diving into that and that's kind of the really the two big pay big ways we help people ads or done for you production yeah so the the done for you production i mean yeah i mean there there's obviously total value in working with an expert on that not just the audio ed- editing, you know, the show notes. There's there's a lot of little details that go into it that if you're not experienced, you miss out on. But I love that growing the podcast through ads. It's really interesting because Apple podcasts, I'm assuming that most podcasts are listened to on Apple, they do not offer advertising. So it's like, well, we, we'll just do Facebook ads. Well, the problem with the Facebook ad is you can drive them to a podcast episode but you have right. no idea if it converts or not, right? So it's yeah. a really tricky, and then you have these minor networks that do offer paid ads, but it, it's it's really, really tricky, but it, it obviously is one of the best ways in addition to, you know, I, I'm sure you'd agree that if you invite the right guests and those right guests share your content with their networks in the right way, that also can drive, you know, new listeners as well. So you're, you're killing two birds with one stone there, but that's awesome. So, you know, Lewis, since we have you on the line here, what is next? Where do you see for those that have already started podcasting or, or people that just want to get a sense of the trends, we already talked about HubSpot and you know more yeah. corporations that, that are sort of coming into podcasting. Going forward over the next six to 12 months, what are some of the other, other sort of trends that our listeners should be aware of? That's a great question. So a couple of things I've seen here one is a lot of a lot better analytics and tracking. So Captivate recently um, released their 2.0 platform, which is like really, really focused on analytics, tracking, understanding where the downloads are coming and also like what what's happening on the back end. Like they're creating trackable links. So I think the industry in itself, and I know Apple recently had a huge update. So is Spotify. A lot of these companies are really starting to realize that like podcasting is a bit of a black hole when it comes to marketers. Like we don't really know how to track. We can't see subscribers. We can't really see, hey, how, it's not really like easy to see if a listener came from a podcast and what episode they bought from and what really moved them. It's not like a Facebook ad, you know? So they're really trying to improve the analytics and figure out like, how can we trace the listener to when they convert into a sale or an application or a lead? So I think there's a lot of companies that are trying to really move in that direction. So better analytics, which will be better for the whole, um, and I've, I've been really impressed with Captivate and what they've done in terms of like their analytics and how they're improving that. The Quick question, thing, is that is that your most preferred yeah. platform right now? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah okay. I've tested a few other ones. And yeah, Captivate for me is 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 my favorite so far. Yeah, I'm going to give a shout out to, to Ted Schachter in, in, in my Digital First community. He just launched his podcast and 
it's like, well, it's, it's probably either going to be Buzzsprout, which I use. People love Libsyn, but I see Libsyn as being very old school. Buzzsprout to me is very, very easy. Yeah. Or I said Captivate. And I know it's obviously a British company, so it's huge in the UK. Not yeah. as many people know about it here, but I do know they have some really cool features like really easily generate like a blog page for your right. podcast or like a web page and, and, and things of that sort. So that that's good to know. And obviously I, I, I need to mention Wishka, which is the, the yeah. host of the School <laughs> of Influence podcast for those of you down under. It's also a great, uh, offers a lot of really advanced features, but all right. So Captivate it is. Make sure you, if you want to launch, check that out. So uh, sorry for interrupting you there. I just wanted to no, drop no, those in. Yeah, I, I, to your point, Buzzsprout and Wushka are two. I've got good friends on both of those platforms. So I know those are both really credible platforms as well. So yeah, I like all three of those. So last thing, before we jump off the, the whole client acquisition piece, Neil, I wanted to dive into one last thing I want to say to that. Because for those people who are like, okay, well, I don't necessarily want to interview people and I don't necessarily want to send messages or use have my sales team use use podcasting or my podcast episodes for handling objections. The last way, and this is something I've we've seen really, really that works well with like niche markets. So if you're in a specific niche market, like for example, we had a client in the payment processing space for high risk, high risk merchants. She, we, we use some of her podcast episodes as SEO driven, really SEO driving, you know, traffic or basically like I look, I call it, look at like a hook, like an example of this would be if you have keywords or specific phrases that you know your audience is listening and searching and you can you can objectively see on Google Trends or Google um, Keyword Planner that there's people searching for this, then make episodes around that content. Case in point, the client we are just talking about, she landed a five-figure deal from somebody who literally listened to like a 10-minute episode and the guy had he had his whole apparently his whole sales team or his whole like you know his whole team listen to this podcast episode and then she reached out to her. Um, not going to happen every day. Totally respect that and understand that's reality. It's not going to happen every day for everybody. But if you look at your content and look at well, what's getting typed into Google and where are people searching for this stuff, you know, specific questions. You can use that to bring in people, obviously, and then promoting that content through paid traffic as well. If it's a good episode, I think is, a, is another good next step to further that for getting in, bringing in the right kind of people. Yeah, I think a lot of people forget, but even with Apple Podcasts, you you know, people do use it to search for episodes. Mm-hmm. I have right. some episodes that have like 10x downloads compared to other episodes, probably because people searched for it, found it, shared it with their friends, shared it inside their company. So I think that's, uh, that's you know, really great advice. And, and I, I can also see that you could also start with the podcast and repurpose that in the blog post. You get the SEO Correct. for both as well. So very mm-hmm. cool. So, hey, I hope you all enjoyed this episode where... We're not at the beginner stage here, really strategically from how do we apply this to our business? Hopefully this really opens your eyes up and you see the magic that can happen with podcasting across a number of different things. You know, obviously for those of you listening and you just want to get started, you just want to like record and have someone do everything for you, but knowing that down the road, if you need help with more strategic things like, you know, monetization or advertising, uh, obviously, you know, reach out to Lewis. Lewis, tell us where can people find out more about you and your The best place, and I'll put a disclaimer because at the time of this recording or release release date, the website may be under some construction. However, podcastdomination.co is uh, one place to go check out more details or just email me directly, Luis, L-U-I-S at podcastdomination.co. Those are two, probably the best places to connect with me. Awesome. Make sure you also subscribe to the podcast Domination Show with Lewis Diaz. You'll really enjoy uh, listening to that as well. And Lewis, you know, thanks so much for being here today. Any, you know, anything we missed or any last thoughts to sort of inspire people to, to get started? 
Yes. Last thing is, you, I hear this question a lot. It's like, do we need a lot of downloads to have a successful podcast? And the answer is no. There's a lot of people I know who are successful and have a highly profitable podcast with less than a thousand or two downloads per month. You know, so you don't need a very big podcast. You need a podcast that solves problems for your ideal customers. That's what it needs to do. Amen, brother. Totally agree. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here, Lewis. Wish you uh, best of luck. I uh, look forward to uh, catching up with you in person, maybe yes. at a pod fest or, you know, when we're down in Florida or maybe, uh, you know, we'll see in the World Series Dodgers Yankees. Thought it was going to happen this year, <laughs> but as the season goes on, no, it's looking more like Padres and someone else. But anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, man. Thanks a lot. Thank you. All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. You know, it's funny. I get a lot of people reaching out to me about wanting to be interviewed on this podcast. It's actually Lewis talking about how I don't, I forgot what it was, but that he was a big Yankees fan in his outreach to me. He included some personal information about me and seeing that I'm a big Dodger fan and we have a big rivalry with the Yankees. It actually began a conversation. And the more I found out about him, the more I realized not only was he extremely knowledgeable on the subject, but he's also a really cool, friendly and great guy. So please reach out to him. We'll have the link, obviously, in the show notes together with all the other information. And I want to thank you all personally that have been going out and reviewing this podcast on the various podcast apps. I'm ready to launch an entirely new website just dedicated to this podcast, just dedicated to you, and make it easier for you to find all those old episodes there's a lot of diamonds in the rough here. I've interviewed some amazing people. We've had John Lee Dumas on twice, Mark Schaefer. Um, I, I could just go on and on about sort of the rock stars we've had on here and the subjects that we've covered. Sort of like my blog, neilschafer.com, has more than 400 blog posts on everything you need to do, digital, social, content, influencer marketing. Same as this podcast. So I want to make it more resourceful. Be on the lookout for that announcement. But hey, until next time, Make it a great social day. Bye-bye, everybody, and sayonara. 